remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings, ghouls and creeps, and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave. We're joined, as always, by our other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Well, I'm snazzy. Feeling feeling pretty good. <laughs> we got a lot of shit to talk about today. This is going to be a packed, fun-filled show. There's just all kinds of stuff, all kinds of news and birthdays. And, of course, this is a, this is the iconic episode. We haven't even finished it yet, but it's already iconic. Because this is the, the the episode that we finally get to discuss, Silence of the Lambs. And uh, yes, yes, I know it's not a straightforward <laughs> horror movie. Uh, I, I think there's enough there to consider it horror, but it's obviously more, you know, dr- thriller or whatever else. But it, it is loosely defined as a horror movie. I, I can see that. Uh, but uh, but let me confirm right up front. Ike, you have finally watched Silence of the Lambs, correct? I have 100% watched 100% the way through. The Silence of the Lambs. Bitchin'. All right, good. Finally. See, this is what, we, it, this is what I'm going to have to do. I'm just going to have to, every time we have a hole and we have a, a lag, I'm just going to have to put one of the movies off your watch list in there to back you into a corner to have to watch it. <laughs> very, very true. Very true. I don't mind, though. I, I, Everybody, I cool. <laughs> everybody's got to have goals in life, and this is now mine. Uh, no, 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 no. This is a... Uh, I, I love this movie. We're going to talk about it later. Uh, you know, everybody knows uh, knows my opinions on it, but we're, we'll talk about it much more. But before we get there, we have, like I said, we have a ton of stuff to talk about. Uh, obviously, we want to start off by saying thank you to our wives for all their support and everything else. Uh, they will be back on the show shortly. I've, I've been saying that, but it's it's going to happen. I swear. Uh, but uh, thank you to them, uh, Ike. Before we dive into everything, uh, let's. I think we need to throw a little shout out. To our friends at 1984 Publishing, they've hooked us up with some books in the past, and they have come through again. Uh, they have sent us each uh, two books, Ad Nauseum Volumes 1 and 2, by Michael uh, Jingold, I think they say his name, Jingold. Yeah, I think so. And, uh, man, these are beautiful, beautiful books. They're they're hardcover, and the, the first volume is the 70s and 80s. Uh, the second volume is the 90s and 2000s, and this thing is just chock full of uh newspaper like newspaper ads and clippings and then some some write-ups about some movies as, as you go through the decades uh, it, it goes year by year uh, but i am a sucker for newspaper clippings I, i'm one of those guys that goes on newspapers.com to look up stuff and gets goes on rabbit holes of seeing stuff and and looking up these uh newspaper clippings is one thing i love to do i love to go on there and see you know the movie ads for the theaters and stuff uh but man i cannot I cannot suggest these books enough. They are, like I said, they're gorgeous. Uh, they're just, just full of all kinds of cool pictures and information. Uh, I, I feel that these are things that I'm going to, you know, reference quite a bit, uh, as I'm looking, you know, talk, as I watch movies, as we talk about movies, as movies come up, as anniversaries for movies come up, to go back to these books, see some of the original newspaper clippings, what this, uh, you know, what Michael wrote up for, about them. Um, but I, I know you got them as well, but what, man, what do you think of them? Yeah, um, so I'll be honest, I, I dove right into the 90s and 2000s. Um, I'm sure the other one's good, but I, as soon as I saw 90s and 2000s, that was the one I picked up first, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, so first and foremost, 
this is going to sound weird, but the smell. It's, mm. The book, they smell mm-hmm. good. They smell like fresh, like just, oh, man. I was smelling it earlier. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just stupid. But, like, I was literally smelling the book. I was like, man, this smells like a good book. Um, but first and foremost, yeah, 1984 Publishing, I mean, they, they hooked us the fuck up. I mean, these are hardcover like the box came to my doorstep and I picked it up. I'm like, holy shit, what the hell did I get in the mail? Um, and David told me ahead of time I was getting something, but he didn't tell me what. So I pulled this box inside. I'm like, holy crap, what is this? And I pull out these two huge freaking books. Um, and then I, like I said, I dove right into the ad nauseum volume two for the 90s and 2000s, started, you know, cycling through. And uh, so far, my favorite like little page is, of course, the Blair Witch Project um, that's in the book. And it just has like a really cool like poster from Blair Witch that I would love to have in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, there was, uh, you know, it just has like a little snippet about it, of course, and just talks about it. But it's really cool. These books are really neat. And, you know, I'll, I'll stop talking here in a second. But, man, it, it was just it, it's really cool. I mean. And literally everything is in this book. I mean, there's like animated movies in this book. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, all these the horror movies, of course, different types of horror movies, different genres of horror movies. I mean, just everything. It's just so cool. Very awesome that we got these. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like having two volumes of encyclopedias for it those is. of you that remember encyclopedias. And <laughs> um, and, it, and it's just just bursting with information like it, you know, like a encyclopedia. Uh, again, I'm, I, you know, I, I do lots of research and look up a lot of stuff online, right? And of course, it's easy, right? You always have a phone or you're always sitting at a laptop or whatever. You know, I look up a lot of stuff like that. But I, I still am, I'm a book guy. I still love to read books. Um, you know, still love to thumb through books I, in magazines, uh, comic books, all that, you know, and actual hard print, you know, versions. Um, and, uh, you know, 1984, they hook us up. You know, they've sent us some books in the past, like I said. And, uh, when, when we, I heard about these books and that they were going to send them, it was, uh, I, man, I literally like the, the guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, I, I should have had that, but, uh, he's, he's my, the, like kind of the contact from 1984 for us. Uh, and he said, he was like, send the, you know, going to get them out in the mail to us that day. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, it was like a Thursday. And then mine came like Sunday or so. I mean, it was like three days. And then when he sent the email, it was on Thursday. So they didn't get picked up for, till Friday. So man, they, they, I mean, they just, Mad Dash got them to us, dude. They didn't didn't hesitate and got them here. Again, I think the first volume's been out for a bit. I think volume the volume two's uh, a little newer, obviously. Uh, but again, I highly recommend people check these out. Uh, they're uh, they're they're worth every penny uh, that you would that you would spend on them. Uh, again, these are these are must haves for any any horror fan to have in in their library. Uh, and you could check these out and order them for yourself by going to 1984publishing.com. That is 1984publishing.com. Uh, so w- once again, thank you to our friends at 1984 Publishing for the books. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully they keep hooking us up because they've got some really <laughs> some really quality stuff that I love. I love getting and talking about. Yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, and I think the guy's name also because there's a little business card. It's uh, Matthew. Uh, Matthew. Mackey. Is that yeah, right? yeah. I don't remember his last name. Yeah, it is Matthew. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good deal. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Yeah, they always throw in the business card at uh, some little little pins, uh, like every, every time they ship us something. There's always some little little extras in there like that, and it's pretty cool. Uh, so thanks again, 1984, uh, and uh, go get yourself uh, copies of these books. Cannot recommend them enough. So before we get into 
all the all the meat of the show, Ike. Uh, did you watch anything besides Silence of the Lambs? I actually did. I watched a couple movies. Um, so uh, of course I'm still I'm almost done with my watch through of the originals. Um, and then I'm gonna we're gonna finish off some other stuff within the the Vampire Diaries universe. Uh, and then eventually um, we're gonna pick back up where we left off in The Walking Dead. So hopefully soon, you know. Uh, you know, The Walking Dead Fear, be, uh, what is it? The Ones That Live will be coming out at the end of this month. So um, I really want to try and get through The Walking Dead so that way I can sit down and watch that when it comes out. But we'll see what happens. But uh, otherwise, um, I did watch. Uh, so I mentioned this actually uh, probably months ago, probably a long time ago, honestly. I watched a movie called uh, Horror in the High Desert. It's a, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to watch this. Well, yeah, it's it's like a found footage kind of like documentary type movie. And the first one's actually really good. Uh, my wife did not like it. Um, she she thought it was really boring. Uh, but they may, came out with a second one. It's called uh, Horror in the High Desert 2 Minerva. and actually came out last year and it's on Screenbox. So shout out to Screenbox. Um, so I got a chance to watch that the other day and it was really good too. I, it's same kind of thing. It's, you know, uh, mock, kind of like a mockumentary type deal. Um, and it, and it's supposed to be documenting a case similar to what happened in horror in the high desert. It's got found footage aspects to it. Super good. Honestly, I really enjoy the movies. Maybe I just like the format, but either way, super good. Well then uh, I, you know, I do have good news for you then. I, if you're a fan and you enjoyed those they are working. Uh, actually, maybe pretty close to being done. Part three. And not only that, but the uh, the, the creator has also stated online that uh, parts four and five are in pre-production. So you, there are definitely three more movies in the series coming out. See, I love that. I, I think it's really cool. And honestly, they could do so much with that because it's like it's so easy to make, you know, like a documentary style movie because you just have people act like people. They don't even necessarily have to be good actors. You know what I mean? So uh, I love it. But yeah, Dave, you need to check that out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I will. But yeah, there's two of them. So and they're they're pretty similar in terms of they're not similar. They are two different stories, but similar format is what I kind of meant by that. Um, but yeah, so I watched that. And then the only other thing I watched, um, I, I finally got around to watching The Blackening <laughs> on Stars. Yeah, that's that a pretty, it's pretty year. fun. It was honestly really good. Um, yeah. I, I I expected it to be funny, um, but it, it it really kind of it cracked me up. It reminded me, it reminded me of like a higher brow version of like the old like uh, scary movie, kind of yeah. like the Land Brothers and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I it, it's definitely more highbrow, but it definitely it, it kind of makes fun of like the, the the trope of a slasher movie, and uh, you know it, it also kind of makes fun of some of the more you know. Not so great tropes of horror movies, such as typically the black character dies first. And it, it, it really talks about that, makes fun of it, and then completely subverts your expectations for the film. So yeah. um, such a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, would recommend it's on stars. I'm sure it's elsewhere, like Prime and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's a fun movie. Uh, let's see. Did I watch anything? Uh, the only thing I've, I've been on, a, I have started a a watch through of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the the series. Uh, I've watched lots of it, lots of episodes. Never sat down and watched it, you know, start to finish, and, and you know, filled all the gaps. So I have officially started that. Uh, I think there's seven or eight seasons, so hopefully I'll, I'll probably plow through that pretty quickly. But that's uh, that's all I've been doing right now is just is just watching that. So that's uh that's been my watch. 
So let's uh, let's go to our weekly segment. Generation Gap. And this week we are debuting a new segment. Hopefully everybody will enjoy this. I think it's I think it's got some bones here. I think this is going to be a good one. Uh, but give us some feedback and let us know what you think of this. We are calling this Generation Gap. Uh, and because Ike and I are such a – there's a wide age difference between the two of us. And uh, what, 20 years, give or take a few – a couple years. We're, yeah. we're talking 20 years. <laughs> and Ike was born in 1995. So we thought, hey, that's a, that's a good good date, good cutoff date there. And what we will do with this is – and I guess this could go both ways. I mean, we, we might go uh, – who – alternate some or, or, or vary some who starts but with this week i have picked a movie that was made pre-1995 and ike has to counter with a movie post-1995 that is similar that he thinks is better than mine and this is not to spark a uh, an argument but just a a lively debate and discussion uh there's not a right or wrong in this uh chances are better than not more times than not we will probably both like both the movies that are brought up. Uh, so, uh, again, everybody needs to remember those days when discussing uh, a fandom was was not so toxic, and you could just <laughs> just discuss it and disagree and have discussions and talks and not get into arguments and fights. So, Ike, are you ready? I think so. I, I think I'm ready. Okay. Well, I, obviously, to be fair, I gave you know I give Ike the, the movie ahead of time so that he can ponder it a little bit. But the movie that I have come up with is a movie that has been on my mind a lot here lately, and I'm not sure why, but it, it has been. My pre-1995 movie is a vampire movie. It is from 1987, The Lost Boys. So now Ike has to come up with a similar vein of movie post-1995 that he will counter as uh, as a either a more a better or more enjoyable movie, a more enjoyable movie in his mind. And Ike, I I, I do hope to the higher powers that that be. That you're not going to say Twilight. Oh, 100% it's going to be Twilight. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Way got. So I, I, let, me, let me preface this by saying that there's not a lot of movies that are exactly like Lost Boys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Lo- Lost Boys is like a mixture between Dracula and Goonies. Um, I feel like there's a lot of camp to vampires in general. And pretty much anything prior to the 90s, it has a little bit of that camp to it, a little bit of the campiness. Um, so I tried to say, OK, what's a campy vampire movie made after 1995 that I think could contend with the likes of The Lost Boys? And I won't lie to you, it's actually kind of difficult uh, because pretty much any vampire movie made after 1995 is not super campy. I mean, they're all very serious. You have things like 30 Days of Night, uh, Let Me In, Daybreakers, Van Helsing. You know, a lot of these movies are very serious or at least more serious movies. But I found one. I found one campy vampire movie or vampire-esque movie made after 1995 that I very much enjoy. And I would even put it up to some degree a, a contender against that of The Lost Boys. Yeah. With that in mind, I present Jennifer's body. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Jennifer's body, you know, that movie with Megan Fox in it, the movie with Megan Fox in it. So here's my argument. Jennifer's body is a 
it's it's essentially a vampire movie. Um, they 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 talk about demons a lot in the movie, but it's it, she's a vampire. She's essentially a vampire. She sucks blood. She eats you know the human the human bloods and stuff like that. Um, and Jennifer is played by Megan Fox. It is a very campy movie. It has a lot of humor. Um, it, it's again, it's like a 2009 horror movie. So in my opinion, anything made prior to like 2010, that's like got people like Megan Fox in it. It's probably going to be a little cheesy. Um, but Jennifer's body is not as bad as a lot of people remember it to be. Um, it has a lot of humor, has a lot of gore to it, surprisingly. And to me, it holds up as a true to form vampire esque movie because it follows the tropes of vampires. You know, a lot of the attacks and whatnot happen to random people. And there are your typical, you know, pro protagonist as characters who step in to try and put a stop to the evil. And um, it, it's definitely a subversion of tropes because it isn't your typical vampire movie, um, but it tries. And, and I appreciate its effort in trying. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I like Jennifer's body, and it's good. I I do not believe it is even within the same city as the ballpark of the Lost Boys, though. Um, but then again, I don't believe you know. To me, there are two vampire movies that are in a league of their own, and that is Dracula and Lost Boys. Uh, yeah, for different reasons, but Lost Boys is just uh, such a fun film. To me, it made uh, vampires so cool. I mean, that is that is just peak vampires for me. And it is it is it's kind of funny that you bring up Jennifer's body uh, because the movie was created by Diablo Cody, right? Yeah. Who has also has created the, the new film that's out that we will be reviewing next week, Lisa Franken's Lisa Frankenstein, right? Yep. She has said that these two movies are in the same universe. So really. Yeah, that's that's pretty intriguing and interesting. Of course, we've not seen Lisa Frankenstein yet to to see what that means or if there's any indication of that or if it's just something she's saying because it's it's plausible. Uh, but yeah, that's just kind of timely that you brought that up. So okay, well there you go. So today we we have uh, we have Lost Boys and Jennifer's Body. Man, I don't know how many times have those two movies been compared. I'm probably, <laughs> probably very <not>. few, if <laughs> any. So, uh, wow, there you have it. Uh, we may put this out as a poll, and let's see what happens. I'm not feeling real good about your uh, your choice in that battle, because uh, <laughs> not to knock the movie, but uh, I mean, Lost Boys is kind of a cult favorite. So. I, I was going to say, it's it's hard to contend. I, I'll, I'll put this out there, and I, and I feel like this is probably going to be a somewhat reoccurring theme uh, with a lot of these movies, is that it is hard to contend with movies like Lost Boys um, because the Lost Boys, for a lot, for 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 most of the case here, the Lost Boys have sort of pioneered a, a genre of the genre. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're they're not the first vampires, but they're they're one of the most influential versions of vampires. So it, it is hard to contend when you have legacy icons like the Lost Boys, but. I, I did my best. I found a movie that I felt like sort of met the category. Uh, there are better modern day horror movies that are vampires. Films like Let Me In. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, I just said one. Anyways, but there are other vampire movies, 30 Days of Night, that are I think are better than Jennifer's Body. But you ha you have to hone in on the specific kind of vampire movie it is. And 
to me, 30 Days of Night is not the same kind of vampire as The Lost Boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's like, you know, that's why I said that maybe uh, we'll we'll do it the other way every now and then where where you come up with the movie and I have to do the counter to uh, to make it a little a, a little fair, more fair. I mean, there, there are some there are plenty of iconic post 95 movies. So, uh, it, it you know, it's not like you wouldn't have some big guns to pull out if you were were leading the charge to. So so we might uh, we, we might alternate each time we do this and. And that way I have to come up with the, the pre-95 defense. So, there you uh, go. All right. Well, there you have it for the first installment of Generation Gap. Let us know what you think of the new segment. Uh, let us know what you think of the two movies that we came up with here in our discussion, The Lost Boys and Jennifer's Body. So interesting, interesting. Lots to discuss amongst yourselves there, class. So let us know what you think. Uh, but like I said earlier, we have all kinds of things to discuss. So let's take a really quick break, and when we come back, we will have news, birthdays, and movie anniversaries, so stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also, make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams, that is Listen, the number two in Screams, and you can find us there. Also, make sure you go and buy yourself a Listen to Their Screams t-shirt. You can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com screams shirts. Spread the news. Spread the news. Spread the news. And we are back with the news. Starting us off strong with the news today. It is being reported that a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is in the works. It is supposedly being developed under the working title of Texas Chainsaw Legacy. Um, We have done uh, an episode about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I believe we ranked the Texas Chainsaw films. um, And I believe we reviewed the one that's on Netflix. Uh, Yeah, I believe so. And uh, or maybe did we? I don't know. I I thought maybe you had another another podcast because i'm like i don't remember any of that but we, uh, I, i'm not <laughs> we we've talked we talk texas chainsaw a lot and it comes up with different things but i don't think we've done a texas chainsaw episode really okay I, well I then maybe so. we, maybe we need to so again i think i mentioned this last time i i i did a youtube channel for a little bit called geek stew and i think i maybe did it for my geek stew channel maybe oh, um so that's probably what i'm thinking so that's totally my bad uh-huh. But we should do a Texas Chainsaw episode at some point, maybe like near yeah. an anniversary or something. I feel like that'd yeah, be cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, if they're going to do a, a new movie, you know, oh, just yeah. do it, doing it right around that time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, apparently is a pretty strong rumor that it is it is happening. I, I, it's a working title. So don't hold us to that. That may not be the title that actually is released the way what it's called. But uh, it seems to be you know fairly definitive that, yeah, there's a new movie in some form of works. We all know how that goes, though, right? You can <laughs> completely get a script, get ready to do pre-production, and who knows what happens. And it can be shelled for years and years or never even made, right? I mean, there's how many horror movies and horror sequels that we have that's never never saw the light of day. So, uh, fingers crossed. I think we're due for a new Texas Chainsaw uh, movie. So, I think so. I think so. All right. Jurassic World has released a graphic on their social media announcing the next installment in the franchise will be released on July 2nd, 2025. 
Um, so we got about a year and a half before that comes out. So that'll be interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I'll be curious to see where they go with it. You know what I mean? They did the mm -hmm. uh, Jurassic World little trilogy with Chris Pratt. Um, so I'm very curious to see where Jurassic Park World takes us next. Yeah, I don't know. I like we said, we I think we in news a week or two ago, we said that the uh, the original guy that ad adapted, you know, the first the books for the first couple of movies is back uh, working on it. So uh, I like that. Maybe we'll get a little more vibe and feel of the first, you know, the first few movies. But uh, I don't know. I like the Jurassic, all the Jurassic movies to varying degrees. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. It'll be fun. Yep, I think so. All right. Don Mancini has said in a recent interview that his fans want his creation, Chucky, to go to space. And he has an idea of how to do it. You know, mm. not often do horror movie icons go to space. Um, statistically, though, when they do, it's not very good. Mm -mm. Um, two examples, Jason X and uh, the Leprechaun goes to space. Mm. So here's my thing. Um if there is a horror movie character that could possibly make it work, I, I sincerely believe that it is Chucky. Um, Ch Chucky has enough camp to it that I feel like you could pretty much do whatever you want with Chucky and it could potentially work. Um, whereas, you know, the other incarnations see at the same time, though, the Leprechaun could have worked, too, because the Leprechaun is 100 percent camp. But I don't know. It just didn't work out. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm not totally sure how he intends to do this, but, you know, creative creative process is creative process. So it, do, yeah, do as is. you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not said that he is going to do it. He said if there was enough interest, uh, you know, yeah, he would. He, he's not opposed to it and that he already has an ideal in mind for it. So uh, I don't know. That's intriguing. Uh, I'm not a... Whew. I, uh, on paper, I'm not I'm not a fan of the ideal, but uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd give it a watch. See what happens. See how they do it. Yeah, exactly. See what happens. You never know. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Anywho, moving on. Chucky in space. <laughs> it is being rumored that the first trailer for Maxine will air during this year's Super Bowl on February 11th. Um, and, you know, I'm not a huge follower of football, but I do watch the Super Bowl, as I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, I mostly celebrate Super Bowl Sunday, so that way I could eat a bunch of junk food and, uh, you know, drink some beer. So that's always a good time. Um, so yeah, no so that's that's just every Sunday for me, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the Super Bowl is a great time to release some trailers. I've heard that the Deadpool 3 trailer is going to come out this time and uh, as well as many others. So I will definitely be on the lookout for the uh, first look at Maxime. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I mean, I like football. It's OK. I, I am not it. I am no I don't really watch football, though. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, I always watch the Super Bowl because of the it's an event. And, uh, you know, I like. I like the commercials and uh, I used to like the halftime shows, but they have really went to shit in the last few years and uh, they don't, they don't get the kind of acts that I like anymore. And uh, I mean, but uh, you know, this is the kind of stuff that I like, right? That you get cool commercials with big stars in them and you get trailers that debut and you get, get big stuff like that. So there you go. Very, very interesting. Um, like you said, always on the lookout for that, uh, that good stuff. Anywho, it is also being reported that Sebastian Van Vanishek, Vanishek, maybe, 
um, has been hired to direct in an untitled Evil Dead spinoff movie. No further details are available at this time. Um, you know, Dave and I have talked to uh, some extensive links about uh, the Evil Dead. Uh, we've done a couple episodes about that. I know that for sure. I know that is a true thing. It is not in my head. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we both love the Evil Dead. We love anything that comes out of the Evil Dead. And we've even talked about how how there are some different ways that they could continue the legacy of Evil Dead. So I hope to see that put into action. And, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be on the lookout for that. Yeah, I mean, again, this is another one of those things that's still technically rumor, but it's a pretty, pretty definitive from what I've read. So, uh, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, every, you know, like when we Evil Dead Rise come out, you know, we heard lots of talk that, hey, they've got all kinds of plans, all kinds of things they want to do and, you know, and explore and, and you know, that they feel like they could do all kinds of things. And, and it's true. They can. I mean, it's, you know, they can do all kinds of things. And um, so I'm curious to see what what it is. And what, what idea they have up their sleeve for this. Absolutely. All right. Last but not least for news, the first trailer for Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey 2 was released. Um, we knew it was coming. We knew it's uh, supposed to come out later this month, I'm pretty sure. So uh, Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey trailer is out. Check it out. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. fun. Yeah, again, the, the first movie was so much fun. This one, dude, I mean, we've got... We, we, we've got Al Tigger and Piglet in this one with them, and uh, they're looking pretty creepy. And, uh, you know, Pooh's got a chainsaw. There's just there's lots of stuff happening in this trailer, uh, but it is fun. Go out and see that trailer. And uh, I'm excited. I was and I was all I was all excited, you know, because they were doing a countdown thing online that the trailer was coming, you know, X days or whatever. And I was all, yeah, I'll just bring it on. Um, they were getting me pumped and I was looking forward to it anyway. Like we've talked about, man, I'm a sucker. For all this uh, public domain stuff, horror movies that are they're really diving into now, uh, and you know the Winnie the Pooh stuff's kind of led the charge. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, because of the Winnie the Pooh stuff, and because of all this good shit, we're also getting a Mickey Mouse movie pretty soon. So I'm excited yeah. for that too. <laughs> Pin- Pinocchio, I think. Yeah. Or, I, I don't know. We talked about that. Bambi the Reckoning. Yep. Uh, man, there was. I don't know. We talked about it an episode or two ago. There's there's several being planned, and uh, it's exciting, man. I, uh uh, they just they're so much fun they are there it's good shit i'm excited all right moving on to some birthdays and anniversaries starting us off here we have february 8th 1974 seth green known as his uh, role in buffy the vampire slayer uh robot chicken robot chicken spoofs a lot of shit including horror movies and he was also in austin powers so you can't beat that yeah lots of things he's in all kinds of things uh, but uh, Seth Green's such a cool dude. Absolutely, such a, loves us. Such a such a short dude. He he is he is very short, but he's funny. He's a funny guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. And on the same day, uh, many years later, February eighth, nineteen ninety seven. Ninety seven, yeah. Yeah, Catherine Newton. Um, also, I did not know that birthday off the top of my head. Uh, just for point of reference, uh, Dave sends me a sheet. Uh, he had the birthday wrong, but I mistyped. I, I, he mistyped, but I, I looked it up because I knew she was uh, old, younger than me. Mm-hmm. I did not just know her birthday. I promise, I'm not creepy. Anyways, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Catherine Newton, uh, known for her role as uh, uh, what is it, Mary in the Winchester? No, no, she's not Mary no, Winchester. She's Claire. Claire Novak. That's right. 
There's another girl who looks like her who plays Mary Winchester in the Winchester. Yeah, yeah, uh, not her. <laughs> um, but she's also known for Lisa Frankenstein coming out later this month, as well as Freaky, the uh, horror comedy. So mm-hmm. um, she's also in a Ant Man movie. Yep, she plays Cassie Lang. She's a yeah, she's all over the place. She's man, she's kind of hit hit it big, man. She's and I believe she's in. A, she's got another horror movie coming out. Uh, I can't remember what it is though. Uh, later this year, I, I believe it's the one. Oh, uh, Abigail. Abigail? No, is it Abigail? Abigail? Yeah, 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 that's it. You said Abigail, and I immediately thought Annabelle. I'm like, no, 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 it's not that one. But yeah, Abigail, you're right. Yeah, she's in that too. So very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I she's saw her for work. No, I was gonna say she's not hurting for it, but I saw the trailer for Abigail actually during a movie I watched recently. But oh, yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. Very good. I, I like Catherine. Of course, you know, like I said, from Supernatural. Chances are better not. I'm gonna like it. So that is that is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. Like I said, supernatural pipeline. They're mm-hmm. they're they're everywhere, man. Mm-hmm. All right. Next up, we have a legacy. February 10th, 1906. Lon Chaney Jr., the Wolfman and son of Dracula. Um, you know, Lon. Again, you hear a name like Lon Chaney Jr. Um, and it's literally it's an icon. It's a legacy character, a legacy actor who's been in a number of things. Um, I mostly know him from Frankenstein, Frankenstein, not Frankenstein. Well, there he is in a Frankenstein movie. Yeah, but I, Wolfman. He's probably most known for Wolfman. Wolfman. Yeah. Wasn't he in like Frankenstein versus meets Wolfman or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a. Uh, yeah. He's the only person that's ever played in the Universal movies. Played Wolfman, uh, Frankenstein's monster, Dracula, and the. Uh, the, the invisible is it the invisible man, I believe, or not the invisible, excuse me, the mummy and in different movies. So, really, yeah, he's played all those four characters and and he was in a very creepy movie. Uh, what's that one called? Spider Babies or something like that. Ooh, creepy movie. And uh, I, I believe it's on uh, I believe it's on Screenbox now. I think I saw that online uh, that it's not on. It, it's an old, but it's 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 weird. It's freaky. Uh, but yeah, it kind of a kind of had a you know tragic rough life, had a problem with alcoholism. And, uh, you know, obviously his dad, you know, he's just was a, a legendary makeup artist, you know, with. Uh, oh, whatever, you know, the Phantom of the Opera, the original Phantom of the Opera and all these other things, you know, developed so many techniques for makeup and, and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, big shoes to follow when your dad was that legendary at the time. But, you know, Junior had a great career. It was, you know, had, had a little problem with the with the booze and it, it kind of made things rough and, and it cut his life a little short. But uh, still, still legendary. Well, I will have to check out Spider Babies because that sounds spooky. But uh, it's obviously, creepy. obviously, Lon Chaney is a uh, long past. So, you know, he, he's remembered fondly. Um, but uh, next up, we have somebody I've actually never heard of, but I have seen before. I have seen him and stuff or I've not heard of him, at least. Um, February 13th, 1951, David Naughton, uh, for, known for American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Was the, uh, yeah, played the lead role, the main dude in that movie. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I know he's done a few other things, whatever else, but that obviously immediately always what I think of with him and probably what he's most known for is, is that movie. Um, as I was trying to remember, cause I've seen him in something else, um, well, one of the things I've seen him in is Grey's Anatomy, but also he was mm. in American Horror Story. Mm, yeah, yeah. So, I, I do know a good, I do know of David Naughton. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Very good. Moving on up, 
February 14th, 1970, the legendary Simon Pegg. Um, I mean, Simon Pegg has done so much stuff. You know, obviously, Shaun the Dead is probably his most iconic horror, you know, horror icon, horror film, if you will. Um, He's done some other stuff that would probably fit in the category of horror, but, uh, I mean, he's he's just so good. He's so good at what he does. Um, You know, the Cornetto trilogy is iconic, so, you know. Hot Fuzz is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know why. I just I just love that movie. Yeah, yeah, he's man, he's great. Obviously, been in the you know the new Star Trek movies. Uh, he's in the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, he's you know he's been in some big stuff, and um, not even counting you know his. I mean, dude, if uh, if if anybody out there has never seen the series Spaced, watch it. Oh my God, it is you know it's got him and Nick Frost in it and tons of other people, and it is so damn funny. So funny. And uh I mean that's when he was just they were just getting started. But uh yeah, I love Simon Pig. Yeah. I mean and also Space too, it's funny because a lot of the people that are in that movie have been in other other of his movies that he's done. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a few people from like Run Fat Boy Run that he did, from like Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, World's End. I mean it's it's just it's honestly it's hilarious. It it reminds me of like like our version like it's like the British equivalent of like grown ups. Where like Adam Sandler yeah. just does whatever he wants. <laughs> this was Simon Pegg just doing whatever he wants and then just getting really famous and then just making a shit ton of movies from it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the thing. I I, I kind of like Grown Ups the first one, but Space right. is is ten times funnier. Oh yeah. It is. It is so. Oh, it's so hilarious. It is just. It is such a great, such a great little series. It's not. It's not very long, uh, but great series. Check it out. Yeah. Not too bad. Like fourteen episodes, I think. Yeah. Which is a shame, but anywho. <laughs> February 14, 1964, Zach Galligan, known for Gremlins 1 and Numero Dos. Um, yeah, I don't think I know him from anything else. I, I think that's pretty much uh, pretty much all I know him from <laughs> is Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's probably done some things here and there, but nothing maybe that hits home with me like like Gremlins. I mean, I love the Gremlins movies, and so he'll always – what he'll always be for me. Yeah. I'm just looking through his IMDb because I always like to do that as we go along, and I, I can't really see anything else I would know him from. But uh, oh, I guess he was in Hatchet Three, um, which is a little obscure, but I mean that, that works. <laughs> he was in Hatchet Three. Yeah, it says uh, he was in Hatchet Three. It says he was a uh, what was it? I just had it here. He was Sheriff Fowler in Hatchet Three. Hmm. It's been that. a minute since I've seen Hatchet Three. I, yeah, me, I, me yeah. too, me too. But I do, I do like the Hatchet movies though. I don't remember that. You, you would have thought that had been something that would have jumped out at me, but may, pro- probably did when I watched it. But like I said, it's been a while, so it's usually how it is. You watch a movie once and then you kind of forget about it for a little bit. That's how I how I do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, moving on over. We have February eighth, nineteen sixty eight, Planet of the Apes. Um, so at first glance, Planet of the Apes probably does not seem like a horror movie, but I would say that it's pretty, pretty horrific to imagine waking it's, up on a planet dude, where there's human apes. You dude, know what I mean? It is. Yes. And I mean, it, again, like we've always talked about, use, take context. We're talking 1968. Yeah. And, and it's, it, you know, I mean, I remember watching it as a kid and it, it spooked me. It, it scared me. It's like, dude, are there, can this really happen? And it's like, uh. Yeah, I mean, it, no matter how, you, it's just a, it is a great movie. And uh, if I remember correctly, it's uh, Charles Charlton Heston, right? 
Yeah, Charles. Yeah, Charles Hessen. Is it Charles or Charlton? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, it's what is he the the NRA guy or whatever, isn't he, or something like that? Yeah, he. I mean, he's done all kinds of stuff, but yeah, he was in like Ben Hur, Ten Commandments. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's legendary. He really is. He's done a lot of shit. Damn. Anywho, but yeah, so Charlton Heston. Uh, he was also in the uh, movie Cats and Dogs. Uh, in there you case go. You were, in case you were curious, uh, it's yeah. kind of a weird one, but <laughs> I'm sure he bumps that to the top of the resume. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, but, yeah, Planet of the Apes, there you go. Ten Commandments, fuck that, baby, watch me and cats and dogs. That's, that's right. Ben-Hur, never heard of him. Anywho. <laughs> Ben-Hur, unless that's a dog, you don't need to care. Before we get too sacrilegious here. <laughs> I, I'm sure there are probably some, like, movie buffs out there who are like, Ben-Hur is a masterpiece, and you're comparing it to cats and dogs. I'm not comparing it to anything because I'm gonna be frank. I've never watched Ben Hur and probably never will. But so, true, true. That's so that's I, accurate. I can't compare it to anything, but <laughs> accurate, accurate. All right, moving on before we get canceled. February eighth, nineteen eighty, The Fog. Um, this is of course the original. Uh, I believe John Carpenter John Fog. Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Janet Leigh. I mean. So many cool people in this movie. Great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Love it. Oh, just iconic. And it has a remake, too, from 2005 that stars uh, Superman star Tom Welling. Just in case you're curious. Yeah. Good stuff. Tom, Tom's no Jamie Lee. He is no Jamie Lee. That is that is for certain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. February 11th, 1981, My Bloody Valentine. This, of course, is the original, the non-Jensen Ackles version. It is, uh, what is it, uh, B-J-A, before Jensen Ackles. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, My Bloody Valentine, good movie, classic slasher. Um, Can't beat it. You can't beat a classic Mm -hmm. slasher. Uh, Great movie, great movie, great movie. And uh, I do love the remake in this one, too. It, uh, I love it, obviously, because Jensen Ackles is in it, but it's also, I think, just a really, really solid remake. But, yeah. uh, you know, because they, I don't feel like they fucked with it too much, you know, and they just, they just kind of brought it current and, and did it, so. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the best way to do it. Don't, don't, if it's not broken, don't fix it. All right. And put Every, Jensen Ackles in it. There you go. Yeah, if it's not broken, don't fix it and put somebody from Supernatural in that bitch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> If you need to know who, just just call Dave. That's right. You need to know who. There's only two options: Jensen Ackles. Oh no no no! There's all kinds of people. We we need to, we can give some that supporting cast some roles. True. I'll, we, you know, we uh, I mean, look at Catherine Newton. You know, I mean, she she was just a, a bit player in Supernatural, and look at her now. That's true. That's true. And they look look at her now. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Castiel right. would be proud. Cast Castiel would be proud. All right. How many, how many people you think listen and when we get talking supernatural like they're like what the fuck are they talking about who's the fuck's Castiel? I I would hope that they they've seen at least like an episode of Supernatural because we talk about Supernatural a lot on this. I show. guess what kind of people it's like what kind of people think of Catherine Newton and think that she played Claire Novak in Supernatural over she was in a, a Marvel movie. Well, True. this guy, this guy, that's who. Listen, the only Marvel movie she's really been in substantially was Ant-Man. Ant-Man was Ant-Man Quantumania, and it was not bad, but it was mediocre compared to, like, everything that's come up prior to it. So it's not a very memorable yeah. movie. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, it wasn't that good. It was, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't, 
Nah, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. I'm, whatever. We're, we're not going to. We're not a Marvel podcast. That's a whole nother we, hive we could uh, dive that into. That is true. That is, that is a whole nother wormhole we could jump mm. into. Or rabbit hole. Where the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> something. Any, something. Anywho. Moving on before we get canceled again. February 13, 2009. One of my favorite remakes of all time. Friday the 13th. This movie does what I... Which has Jared Padalecki in it from Superman. It has Jared Padalecki in it. That's Woo! damn straight. Damn straight. Um, you not can't only, escape it. You, you cannot escape the Supernatural pipeline. I'm fucking telling you. Oh, Everybody it. and their mother in horror has been in Supernatural at some point, I swear. Anywho. Friday 13th, the remake. A fantastic remake. And I have talked about this to death, but it is probably, in my opinion, better than the original because it does it better. I said it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna have a discussion with you. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that. Um, we'll save that for when pre-Crystal Lake comes out. We'll, we'll discuss this. But uh, I do love the remake. I love it a lot. I mean, I love it a lot. But I mean, I get. We'll we'll save this. We'll save this because this is a whole episode right here, and uh, we, but there's sometime we're gonna have a very special generation gap episode where it's we're going to we're gonna discuss whatever. I guess I I would have to lump together maybe the first three of the original, two or three of the original Friday the Thirteenth against the the remake. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and we'll have that discussion, but uh because right now I'm just gonna say hey I do love the remake. I I do like it. It it's it's a good movie. I very much enjoy it, not just because Jared Padalecki's in it, but it, I, it's it's quality. And uh, we'll now leave you, it at that for now. Now, you might think that he likes it just because it has Jared Padalecki in it, and you would only be partially right. <laughs> <laughs> that just adds to it. <laughs> Good Lord. Anywho, last but not least, we have another iconic horror film. February 14th, 1931, Dracula. This is the OG the original gangster when it comes to vampire movies. We talked about Lost Boys, and this is the precursor. This is the originator. This is the progenitor of vampires. So, I mean, how, how can you beat Dracula? You, you can't. Well, I mean, we could argue to the aforementioned the Lost Boys, maybe, but we won't we won't talk about that either. But this is, like we have talked about dozens of times, this is, to me, is a perfect movie. I understand it's not everybody's cup of tea. I get it. Some people would think it's slow. Some people would think it's boring. I don't care. It's iconic. It is gorgeous. It is beautiful. And motherfuckers, when pop culture and the general public think of a drac of, of, of Dracula, they're picturing Bella Lugosi from this movie. So in some in some information, I mean, the, the, the slicked hair, the the dead eyes, the the cape, the the oh, that's that's all from this movie. So blah. Blah. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to finish this up with some upcoming releases. This first one is a streaming release on Shudder. Skeletons in the Closet premieres February 9th, as mentioned on Shudder. It is described as haunted by a malevolent spirit since childhood. A desperate mother allows herself to become possessed in order to save the life of her terminally ill daughter. This movie stars Terrence, Howder, Terrence Howard blah, and Cuba Gooding Jr., a name that I've not heard in probably 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, why he's doing a movie on Shudder, I have no idea. 
And Terrence Howard, who famously shit the, bu- shit the bucket by letting Don <laughs> Cheadle take his role as <laughs> War Machine in fucking mm-hmm. Iron Man. Don't get me started on that either. I love Terrence Howard, but man, he really fucked that one up. Anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that that's that side Marvel path. We're not going to go down that, here. That is that side Marvel path. I swear. <laughs> I swear. It's another pipeline. Uh, yeah, it, it does seem kind of peculiar, these two showing up in this movie that uh, that is now on Shudder. Uh, but uh, I don't know. So be it. But be, do, do keep in mind, you know, Shudder is part of Amazon, AMC Plus, Amazon Plus, AMC Plus. <laughs> So it, maybe it's more for that. And AMC said, hey, we're putting this on Shutter because it fits on Shutter." So, you know, whatever. I don't know. But uh, you know what? Still, you know, sounds like a fun movie. Yeah, it does very much so. Looks like a good cast. I, I, I totally joke about Cuba Gooding Jr. I'm sure he's been doing stuff. I just have not heard that name in so long. Um, anywho. He was good in radio. I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, who, Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. How do you think Cuba Gooding Jr. and don't automatically think Jerry Maguire? I've not seen Jerry Maguire. That's another conversation. Uh, (laughs) If it was a horror movie, it would be on the list. You've never seen the – oh, man. I'm sure it's good. I've seen other Cuba Gooding movies like Radio. I've seen – what is it? Boys in the Hood. I mean, (laughs) I've seen Selma. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. We're not going to talk Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Jeez. I'll, I'll put it on the list, and I'll try and watch it at some point. I know it's got Tom Cruise in it. That's it the one where, it, it, and Renee Zellweger, Zellweger, however you say her name, she's in it. That one little cute kid that was in several things at that time. I don't know who he is, but uh, you never – the that infamous line of, you know, show me the money and – where you ever heard people say that thing, whatever, you you had me at hello or had me – that's all from Jerry Maguire. Okay. Well, is it is that the movie or is it Risky Business where he like slides in the socks to the na 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 na? That's Risky uh-huh. Business. Okay, I thought it was. I've seen Risky it Business. Was, was that your attempt to hum Bob Seger? That's old time rock and roll that he does that to. And you're just like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> come we're, on, man! We're going you got the fucking rails. <laughs> you got to know your Tom Cruise shit, man. Listen, we're we're go we are going off the rails here. I'm singing. You're, you're, <laughs> we're talking about Cuba Gooding Jr. to an, an obnoxious amount. I think people are going to be like, Who, what the fuck's happening? Isn't this supposed to be a horror podcast? Right. One of the guys is singing. The other guy is screaming about risky business. Oh, man. Yeah, anyway, skeletons in the closet. Shutter. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We brought it back home for you. Woo. Yeah. I'll check it out. I'll see what happens. Thanks, Shutter. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Shutter. Shout out. Good uh, lord. Good lord. If Cuba Gooding Jr. is listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, I'm sure he's not. But anyway, that's that's why that's what he's been doing all this time. Man. That's why I hadn't made a few movies. He's like <laughs> been listening to the those guys that listen to the screams. That's right. <laughs> no, no, I ain't doing your movie. I gotta listen to Ike and Dave. Cuba Gooding approves. Good I lord. Wish. I really though, hey, if he wants to give us a sponsor, if he wants to give us like a little shout out on Twitter, I'd be down for that. Mm. Have to start a campaign, hashtag Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> Anyways, uh, be- wow. before, be- before <laughs> we really get canceled, <laughs> this is the most non-horror talk we have ever, ever experienced. I just, uh, uh, I was trying to find is there if Cuba Gooding was ever in a horror movie, but I, I know nothing comes to mind. I mean, I, I guess we have this now, but uh. 
I was I was gonna say we have one now. I, I don't know if he's ever been in a different one. He was in American Horror Story at some point. There you go. All right. Well, that. There you go. <laughs> so we're not completely off our rockers, I guess. Not not completely. Mostly though. Guys, stick <laughs> around. We are going to talk about Silence of the Lambs. So don't leave us yet. <laughs> yeah, don't leave us yet. Don't leave us yet. All right. We have one more upcoming release. It's not that huge <sighs> though because we're yeah, watching no. it next week and we're going to review it next week. Um, Lisa Frankenstein's going to be in theaters February 9th. We've already talked about it a little bit before. I'm super stoked for this movie. I think Dave is too. So, um, check us out next episode for that review. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Starring Catherine Newton from Supernatural. Starring Catherine Newton from Supernatural. That's right. <laughs> not starring Cuba Gooding Jr. He, he didn't make the cut. Well, we don't know. We've not seen the movie yet. Here. True, true. He might have a cameo. <laughs> My have a cameo's radio. We not we don't we're not sure yet. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love that movie though. I love radio. That's yeah, I, apparently you've brought it up like a dozen times now. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. I, I love how when you think Cuba Gooding Jr., you immediately think radio. That is like your number one go to. It's like <laughs> it's just it's just funny. I don't. I, I look. I don't watch football, but I do like a good football adjacent movie. <laughs> That's Jerry Maguire. Is Jerry Maguire about football too? Yes, he plays a football player in it. So if you want to watch Cuba Gooding Jr. football adjacent, <laughs> you need to watch Jerry Maguire. You don't even know what the movie's about. He plays a football player. Jerry Maguire, which is Tom Cruise, is his agent. Okay, I got you. That makes sense. Lord. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading the description now, but I've I just, I've never seen it. <laughs> just watch the damn movie. And no, it's not horror, but. Right. <laughs> Listen, my, my, my uh, bandwidth is either horror movies or comedy movies. It's I a funny it. movie. I got, I put it on the list. Don't worry. Don't worry. Damn. About it. Don't worry about it. Anyways. Forget about it. Forget about it. Now we're into mobster movies. Don't get me started. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think we need to take a break. I, I think we do. I think we need to take a break, recoup, collect ourselves, because coming up next. I don't know if we got enough time for that, but true, true. But coming up next, it is my official review. Dave has already talked about how much he likes this movie, but mm-hmm. it is my time to tell you how much I liked or disliked Silence uh-huh. of the Lambs. Stick around. Listen to their screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code listen to screams at checkout. That is listen to number two and screams. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right. We are back here on Listen to Their Screams. And we are now going to finally talk about Silence of the Lambs. I've heckled Ike for forever to watch this movie. People on social media have heckled Ike to watch this movie, and uh, we have finally gotten him to watch it. But let's talk about a little background on the movie real quick. It was written by Thomas Harris and adapted by Ted Talley, uh, which was adapted from Thomas Harris's novel of the same name, directed by Jonathan Dim. It uh, starred Joey, Jody Foster and Anthony Hopkins, of course. It premiered on January 30th, 1991, but then it opened nationwide on February 14th. The movie grossed $272,742,922 worldwide, which was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1991. It was the number one movie on its opening weekend. 
And it won Academy Awards for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Adapted Screenplay. And there have only been three movies that have ever won all five of those awards. It was the last movie to do that. Um, so much deserved. I'm not even – you know what? I'm not even going to start this. Everybody knows how you know, my love for Silence of the Lambs. It's been me that's been pushing, talking about how much of a masterpiece it is. Ike! Now that you have finally watched it, now that you know all the pop culture references now in context, what do you think of Silence of the Lambs? All right. Well, I I liked it. All right. Uh, the suspense is over. I I very much liked it. Um, here's here's the deal. The pacing of the beginning of this movie was a little weird. I'm not going to lie to you. When I started it, I was like, okay, not starting off strong. Um, you know, I, I maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a little weird about it. But sometimes when movies have very slow pacing at the very beginning or if, if they if they fail to hook me in right away, uh, sometimes I'm like, okay, like what the fuck's going on? So the movie had a little bit of a weird pacing at the very beginning, but – as soon as it got to the scene where um, Jodie Foster's character talks to, to Dr. Lecter for the first time, I was hooked. Um, that first conversation with Dr. Lecter, to me, is probably one of the greatest parts of that movie. I mean, it is such a an incredible back and forth between Anthony Hopkins and Jodie Foster. You know, Anthony Hopkins is chilling as Dr. Lecter. I mean, Hannibal Lecter as a character... It is so intriguing to me. You know, Hannibal the cannibal. He is a sophisticated murderer. He he is not your ruthless and, you know, unplanned, you know, unorganized, you know, particularly unnecessarily violent killer. He's calculated. He's cold. And I feel like Anthony Hopkins, you know, he's done a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? Anthony Hopkins is a legendary actor. I mean, he's literally done so much shit. But specifically this, I was so surprised about. I was like, wow, this is this is something I've never seen from Anthony Hopkins, because honestly, my my primary like thought process when I hear Anthony Hopkins is he played Odin in the fucking Thor movies. You know what I mean? That was the last thing that I've really seen him in prominently. So seeing him in this role as a younger man is so interesting to me now. This also just proves to me that Anthony Hopkins has always just been old because he was born in like the <laughs> 30s, but, you know. So he was like in his 60s during this movie, and this movie was made in, what, 1991? Um, so, yeah. So anyways, this movie was fantastic. Um, I, it has made me want to watch more from Hannibal, like about Hannibal Lecter. I know there are movies, other movies, like I think, like what is it called, Red Dragon? Um, Hannibal. Hannibal. Hannibal movie and there's a TV series Mm -hmm. which has uh, Mads Mikkelsen in it which I love Mm -hmm. him he's awesome so yeah I I I really enjoyed it I went into it with an open mind I kind of thought that I would like it because I was like I'm I wouldn't see why I wouldn't it's an early 90s horror movie it has a lot of really great names in it and it it did not disappoint Um, also the guy that played Buffalo Bill was really creepy Um, yeah and and I guess I never knew this. I never knew it was from this movie. Um, but you're going to say the Jay and Silent Bob thing, aren't yes, you? Yes, the, the fucking the Clerks two, Jay and Silent Bob, uh, Goodbye Horses is playing, and you, Jay is dancing. So you never knew what that was? I did not know that that was from the Silence of the Lambs. I never <laughs> knew that. So there you go. When, I, when I saw that and heard the song, well, when I heard the song, because you hear it first, 
Yeah. I was like, oh, I saw another song. That's from Clark's too. And then he starts doing the dance. He's like, would you fuck me? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh my God. This, this is where they got that. I'm like, holy shit. Um, so th- that that was a little ruined for me because I, I saw it in Clark's before I saw it in this. But otherwise, everything else was great. You know, the I ate a stubble with the side of fava beans and a nice shanti. I was like, okay, that's pretty badass. Um, it is everything else. It's just such a good movie. It has so many iconic lines and parts. And, and like you said, all oh, there's a lot of pop culture references that come from this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's just so interesting. You know what I mean? It's so interesting and how that how that works. You know what I mean? Today we still quote these movies, and this movie came out like what twenty three years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Shit. So yeah. No. No. This no. Came, 33 years ago. ago. So this came out a long ass time ago. So it's just crazy. I love the movie. It it is probably one of the better movies from the nineties. If I had to tell you one thing for sure, (laughs) this this movie is unlike any other movie from the nineties, truly. And I, and I say that as a nineties kid. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is, uh, it's made countless lists of, you know, best all time movies, most influential movies, uh, the both, but both characters, but especially Hannibal Lecter is, you know, been on all kinds of lists for, you know, iconic movie characters. And, uh, I mean, it is, you see figures, there's, you know, too many terrors of Hannibal Lecter, you know, with, you know, the, the iconic thing with the mask and the, uh, you know, strapped to thing, you know, the board and stuff. I mean, that's, you know, that's been done so much, right. With, from, you know, within professional wrestling and this and that, because people know it, they, they know what it is and they see it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, God, it's such a good movie. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a movie that every time I watch it, I just, I love. Um, it, it's such, it's, it, what, what is so, it's so cool is, you know, there's, there, there's so much about the, uh, or one thing it's cool. There's so much about, you know, like the your behavior analysis within the FBI and stuff. And this is before that was a thing that we saw everywhere. Right. right. Now, you know, with, you know, now we've had several shows and lots more uh, things that have, have used that. But, you know, when this came out in 91, it, not saying behavior analysis was new, but it, it's placed within media. Uh, was not as prominent as it is now. So, um, again, it, it's, it's just, I, again, everybody knows how much I love the movie. I can't say anymore. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, you know, it is just, it's so much fun to watch. So interesting. So creepy. I mean, when they walk in and he's, you know, when he's killed that guard, when, you know, from the cage yeah. and he's got him like strung up, it was just and like oh. flayed. Yeah. yeah that... It's just such a visual. And, um, well, and it, and it, to me, like that whole scene where he like escapes, it, it just that to me was so cool. It was very cold, calculated, and like he he wasn't like overly. I mean, he was brutal, but like it didn't seem brutal. I mean, he he seemed just so chill throughout the entire thing, which made it creepy because literally, like Hannibal's like straight face just ate part of this guy's face, you know, beat the ever living shit out of this other guy, and then like. Skin, took his face off and put it on his face like oh my god so i mean literally chilling and it's just it's crazy <laughs> yeah i mean there's this this great uh whatever you want to call it uh I, i'm not sure the word i can't think of the word this that with this character where he is this highly educated highly intelligent highly calculating man but has this this sadistic vicious side um but it's so much to the point that, you know, but he's you know, probably 
so intelligent and so you know everything else that he he doesn't view other people as people on his level. So to him, that's what they are, right? They're things that he can kill, things that he could you know could eat, things because they they're they're not on his level. And um, and the the the, the, well, the wildest thing is, I mean, he he pulls it off, right? It, he's he's not lying because yeah. he you know he knows you know I mean there's when you know they're going in she's going in for that first time and there's all these rules about hey don't do this don't do this don't do this and you know so many people think yeah 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 you know it's one slight mistake and Hannibal Lecter will completely uh you know use that to his advantage and turn it into you know something else and escape yeah but uh, it is it's a uh, such a great movie um well and one other thing sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you but I wanted to add one other thing cuz you kind of mentioned it but the detail of this movie like sometimes you watch movies and like you can pick apart things about the movie that like wouldn't happen in real life. You know what I mean? You can pick apart a movie and say, Oh, that's, that's not, that's, that's fake. There's not a single thing about this movie that I would say is overtly fake. You know what I mean? I I have seen episodes of like true crime documentaries that (laughs) seem more fake than this movie. You know what I mean? And like, obviously it, it is a movie, it is fiction, but like, nothing about it seemed like extraordinary it just Mm. seemed like this was just like a cannibal who was very sophisticated very sophisticated killer who just was in the right place at the right time to do what he did and then he got caught you know and now he's in jail and i guess the one question i have for you was this the first like hannibal lecter movie or is there a movie before okay no no now there is oh i don't remember which one one of the movies is a prequel Okay. Uh, I don't. I've not seen the others nearly as much, so I, I, I'm not as familiar with them. There is one of the movies I believe that is. I believe is a prequel. Well, and, and I believe that the TV series is as well. And uh, but yes, this is the very first of anything within this this universe. You know, the very first. This is the creation of Hannibal Lecter. This is the creation of this whole story and everything. Yes, this is the first. So. Sorry, I was just looking. I, I'm I'm gonna have to watch Red Dragon now. Because not only does it have have Anthony Hopkins, it has Edward Norton, Ralph Fiennes, fucking Harvey Car- Harvey Car- Harvey Keitel, good Jesus Christ, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I mean, holy shit, this movie is stacked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, well, uh, let's uh let's rate this thing. I'm I'm just gonna go. I'll go right off the bat. Uh, mine's pretty simple. Uh, you know, I love the movie, but. I, you know, I don't know if I'm of the opinion that, you know, there's necessarily a perfect movie that's ever been made, per se. Right. And uh, but excuse me, as far as quality of movie and my enjoyment, this movie is hands down, without a doubt, a four out of five for me. Uh, no, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I potentially could even could even go to a four and a half and I'll I'll tone tone it down just a little bit. Won't fanboy too much on it. Uh, but uh, again, so easy, nice and easy. Four out of five for me, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, I am going to agree with a four out of five. I, I, when I originally finished the movie, I'm like, if I were to give a rank like right now, I said four and a half out of five. I was like, that was solid. Um, the only thing to me that makes this not a four and a half out of five or even like a five out of five to me, again, beginning of the movie was a little weirdly paced, not horrible by any means. It didn't ruin the movie for me because I stuck it through and I got to that first Hannibal conversation and I was immediately hooked in. So, yeah, 
other than that, four out of five. Very good movie. I, I will have to rewatch this. I, I'm not sure if my wife has ever seen this. I don't think she has. I want to say she probably hasn't. She's not usually a fan of movies made before she was born. So um, she, she, she has a lot of movies that she just kind of excludes from her watch list for that purpose. So um, we'll right. have to probably watch this because it was really good. I mean, it was extraordinary. Truly, it was. She's, she's missing out on some good stuff. Yeah. I know. I know. You're telling Man. me. Man, oh man! But yeah, I I I I I think this is a movie for anybody that is that enjoys, you know, horror or enjoys crime, uh, you know, thrillers, uh, any of that kind of stuff. You know, even even people that are I know it's not based on a true story, but anybody that's a fan of the, of true crime type stuff, I I think everybody would enjoy this. They would all enjoy this movie. So. Yeah, I think I think this scratches that itch for a lot of people. It's a very diverse movie, I would say. All right. Well, there you have it. No surprise. Four out of five for us. Uh, but again, I mean, wonderful movie. One of my favorites of all time. Uh, if you are out there and you have not seen this movie, put it on your list. I will badger you now because I don't. I can't. <laughs> I can't badger Ike about this one anymore. True. Uh, and I'll bug you. Uh, you know, I have to put you know tweets or whatever out. We'll tag you guys in it, and like I know all. Yeah, I know all of your all of your handles. Um, <laughs> no, watch the movie. It's it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it in a while, watch it again. It's it's well worth a rewatch. So, well, there you have it. A packed episode. Uh, lots of news. Lots of stuff. Uh, discussions about the ad nauseum books. Uh, nice talk about Silence of the Lambs. Some supernatural references. Some weird tangents on Cuba Gooding Jr. It man, I think we have hit uh, pretty much everything in this episode. I think there's a little bit, a little something for everybody here. Uh, whatever brings you to the dance, I think we kept you on the floor. Uh, so there you go. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> next episode, like we mentioned earlier, we are going to review Lisa Frankenstein, which is out in theaters, uh, starring Catherine Newton of Supernatural. And uh, <laughs> I will always say that. Um, but I, I'm looking forward to this because uh, it looks like a fun movie. Uh, obviously, anything that's a take on the uh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein mythos is high on my list. Uh, plus, it has a Supernatural alumni in it, which checks box two. Uh, so I'm all about it. Let's let's do this thing. And we will see what I think of it next week. But until then, before we close this out, Ike, any last parting words for the listeners? Uh, I think my uh, my only parting words would be is that if you uh, if you're approached by a man and he asks if you like fava beans and a nice Chianti, mm-hmm. maybe walk the other way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if uh, if if somebody asks you to to help put something in the back of their van, maybe say, "Up, oh, sorry, I got a bad back," and just let the let the guy. And for God's sake, put the lotion on the skin, or it gets the hose again. There you go. So until next week, when we are going to review Lisa Frankenstein, I'm Dave. That's Ike. Wherever you go, whatever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares. <laughs>